want to get on the action, we want to hear from you. Hit us up, faderoutemail at gmail.com. Slide in our DMs on IG at faderoutepodcast. Drop us a DM on Twitter at faderoutednz. Comment on our YouTube channel, The Fade Route with DNZ. Questions, comments, picks, segment suggestions, you name it, we want to hear from you. Get at us, in crowd. Well, it's a big show. Welcome to the Fade Route. It's a big show with DNZ. Here are your hosts. DNZ. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of The Fade Route with DNZ. I am DN. We got a great show for you. Kyrie is out. KD may be joining him. (laughs) And Derek Carr has a new suitor. But we begin, as we should, with the King's coronation. LeBron James. LeBron. Tops Kareem. As the all-time leading scorer. NBA. This has been a long time coming. This has been a long time time coming for the king and it was just a matter of time right there were there was talk that he might give a little ode to kareem by doing the patented skyhook as an homage but instead it was a fadeaway jumper with 10.9 seconds left in the third quarter Ultimately, the Thunder beat the Lakers by three, 133 to 130. But King James is now at the top of the mountain. So he ended with 38 points. He needed 36. So he needed, he got, he's two, count them, two points ahead of Kareem. And Kareem isn't coming out of retirement to chase those two points to get his record back. It was a weird kind of vibe, too, because LeBron was kind of isolated in the moment on the court after he had nailed the shot. And it's a very bad look, a very weird look, especially when you look over to the side and you have like this Zabruder film going on and they isolated one Mr. Street Clothes, one Mr. Anthony Davis, whose ass was firmly planted to the bench, apparently moping. He appeared to be moping as LeBron adulated in his ample spotlight. But this is fine. This is a good accolade for Mr. James. But at the end of the day, this team's going nowhere. They did just trade for D'Angelo Russell in a three-team trade. We'll get to the details of that in a second, but as constructed, this team is going nowhere fast. They missed out on Kyrie Irving. Darvin Ham is getting into fights with Russell Westbrook. It's really not looking good, but congratulations, LeBron. 
And here he is. I've known this guy since our days on Carousel Shoes, flight crew through and through the last QB in St. John's history. What's up, D? How's it going, man? Yeah, I, listen, we, we knew it was going to happen this season. Uh, we talked about it last year. We talked about it all week. We kind of knew it was going to come around this point of the season. We weren't sure if it was going to happen against the Bucks. We weren't sure if it was going to happen, you know, last night. Uh, good for LeBron. Um, I, I'm not a LeBron hater. I like I like LeBron a lot. Um, we'll never. I don't think we'll ever get to see a player like LeBron again. Um, you know, a lot of people went on Twitter. I saw. I was like, oh, happy for LeBron, but Kobe's my guy. It's like, listen, no disrespect to Kobe, but Kobe's game mimicked Michael Jordan. I mean, that's what he was trying to emulate. LeBron did it his way. I mean. LeBron can legit play all five positions on the floor. He can score from anywhere. He can shoot threes. He, he's got a post-up game. He plays excellent defense. Um, and you know, I think last week he passed my Magic Johnson for assists. Um, you know, he, he deserves it. He, he's, he's a phenomenal talent. Glad we got to witness it. We will probably not see, we'll see anyone break this record in our lifetime. No, probably not. I mean, nobody plays with the ferocity and intensity of LeBron James right now. Who would you say matches Le- Who matches LeBron James in terms of intensity, right? I mean, it oh, was Kobe. No, there, there are people that, I mean, come on, Russell Westbrook, he's not a good player, but he, he gets really intense. Um, there are a lot of players that have that intensity, um, but the way he takes care of his body and his the enormous amount of pressure he's always been on his whole career and he's a, and it's never affected his game it's just never affected his game a lot of people like to like to give him shit for earlier in the career when he would pass the ball up you know in, in crunch time but he he's making the smart basketball play he's not like Kobe he's going to shoot over five people he's he's making he's, he's more he's like more like Mike where he's going to make the smart play Steve Kerr's open hits Steve Kerr we win you know he's got he had no point in passing the ball he got a bad rap when he was you know he made the move to South Beach but hey he came back to Cleveland won them a championship came to LA and won a championship there the problem for LeBron's going to be you know, a lot of people look at his championship being one in the bubble. They dismiss it. And I think that's not right because I think winning in the bubble was extremely hard. Um, but at the same time, I do think he needs one more championship to be in the Michael Jordan discussion. It's weird to say that, but I do. I think if he gets one more championship, he passes Kobe, he passes Tim Duncan, he, he passes Magic, but... Uh, you know, he, in order to pass Mike, he needs that one championship. He's also 38 years old, though. Like, is he yeah. gonna? How long is he gonna hold on? Well, I don't think he's gonna get it. Yeah. I think he's holding on just to play with his son. I think it's a goal. I think that's a lot of pressure too, right? Uh, a lot of pressure on his son, and, and a lot of pressure to get to that point. Um, I, I, I miss the old LeBron though. Like, I miss the Miami Heat LeBron. That was my favorite LeBron. In fact, we had a pull up on Twitter, like, what was your favorite LeBron? My favorite LeBron was the Miami Heat days. I mean, watching that team play was just, uh, wow. It's like watching that Warriors team when they were just, <laughs> they, were, they started sitting players at halftime because they were up by so much, you know? Um, so when I think of LeBron, I think of the Miami Heat days. 
I, I forgot when he first came in the league, but if you watch his old tapes when he first came in the league, he was amazing. He was so fast. He could hit every shot. He just is incredible. Now he's he's not as fast, but he's very powerful. He's very smart basketball-wise. Um, we won't see a player like LeBron ever again. I mean, he had to be. The best players on the Cavs at that point were Mo Williams and Big Z. Elevadova. Matthew oh, no, Delavid- you're talking about, no, you're talking about the first run. The first run. Oh, the first run. Yeah, I don't even remember. Anderson Varejao. Like, oh, we, you know, yeah. That's what we're talking about here. LeBron had to strap 11 guys on his back. So, you know, you can't do that for as long as you as he has. And right. not get some wear and tear. Plus, but that's, his that's, commitment that's to all, USA that, Basketball. That's too. also his detriment, too, right? Because mm-hmm. that's why he scored all those points. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kareem played with magic. <laughs> you know, Kareem had other all-stars on his team that he was competing against. You know, so that that takes away from it, too, a, a little bit, I think. No, he definitely, I mean, the three-point shot, the emphasis on, you know, there's so many emphasis, emphases, I guess, that you would need to look at and how the game has morphed that benefit LeBron. But if Kareem was playing under those rules, he would have more. Like I, I guarantee you of that. If Kareem had a, a if Kareem was able to develop a three-point shot, like that would be deadly. But let's transition for a second. Let's look at the trade. The Lakers agreed to take Minnesota's D'Angelo Russell. You get Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. So it's a three-team trade. The T-Wolves get Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and wow, the Jazz got Russell Westbrook, who's probably going to get bought out, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Damian Jones, and a lightly protected first-round pick. So of those three hauls, who got the best? I, I don't really see a winner here. Yeah, if anybody, I tilt towards the... Because they got Connolly, I guess. I mean, D'Angelo Russell going back to LA is just like whatever. He was already there. Um, so you get eliminated in the second round and not the first round. <laughs> right? That's all that yeah. is. Uh, Jazz. Jazz is starting to build something. Jazz is starting to build something. You know? Because yeah. you're right. They're just going to buy out Westbrook's contract. It's not about him playing there. No, that's just to balance out the money. But the other thing I just want to say about Kobe is, you know, they'll, we'll, we'll see another Kobe. And I like Kobe. We'll see another Kobe. He's a scorer. He's a shooter. We ain't ever going to see a guy like LeBron who play all five positions, man. Just like, we'll see shooters. We'll see Steph, the Steph Currys of the world, the Clay Thompson, we'll see more shooters. We ain't going to see a guy that... Like Magic Johnson could play center, could play power forward, could pass the ball on a dime, and score from anywhere on the basketball. Yeah, I mean, take it for granted. We take, we take LeBron for granted, and we give him a lot of shit. A lot of shit. Well deserved though, because a lot of it, a <laughs> lot of, a lot of it is very egotistical. What LeBron does a lot of shit to say, "Look at me. Look at how great I am." You know, there is a definite spotlight there. You know, but they don't, you don't boo nobody, as Reggie Jackson said. People go out to like watch 
LeBron. People go out to hate watch LeBron. Either way, you're watching LeBron. And I think that, you know, there is, there's not going to be anybody in this pipeline for the foreseeable future, specifically because he came in from high school. Like, that is, you know, that's going to be challenged, right? You have college basketball, but then you also have these NIL deals. Is a guy going to come straight from college to the NBA, straight from high school to the NBA now? Physically, we saw, generally speaking, high school players aren't ready, right? They're not developed. So this guy, LeBron, right? Like He's a lot like Bryce Harper. You know, the idea of the chosen one from, like, age nine. Like, LeBron was the guy. You know, Bryce Harper's been the guy. And they did not wither under the spotlight. So there is, there, it's impressive. It is very impressive what they've been able to do with the amount of scrutiny on them. We're not going to see that again because there isn't going to be that level of scrutiny on a prospect anywhere down the pipe. Do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave. From the classic OB to Dutch Apple to Campfire S'mores and many more. Check out their website, SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at SweetLifeBrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043 and tell them D&Z sent you. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, 845-641-3043. Sweet Life Brownie Co. Because there's always room for a brownie. But we're going to stick with the NBA. Between our last show and this show, Kyrie Irving managed to get himself traded. Yeah, he, he finally, the son of a bitch finally did it. He's been trying to get it done the entire time. And ahead of, way ahead of the Thursday deadline, Kyrie is now a member of the Dallas Mavericks. That's right, the Dallas Mavericks. So, Markeith Morris and, and Kyrie Irving go to Dallas, and the Mavs send Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, an unprotected first round and second round pick in 2027-2029 to the Nets. That's a lot. That's a lot for a guy that is essentially on like a tryout. But do you really want to see, you really want to see the chemistry here. At least that's what I think. Four teams were interested in the services of Mr. Irving and the Mavericks prevailed in landing the Mercurial point guard. So does the addition of Kyrie Irving to the Mavericks sink them or kickstart them? Oh, jeez, man. I don't know. I mean, listen, Mark Cuban said Luka Doncic is the best ball handler in the league and Kyrie is second. And uh, I think that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) I think that I think Kyrie Irving is the best ball handler in the league. And number two is highly debatable between 
Trey Young, Dame Lillard, Steph Curry, and Luka Doncic. Um, they, they're all very close in the two from two area. I, I don't know how this dynamic is gonna work. Like Luka definitely needs needs a running mate. I mean, we know that years ago Dallas thought bringing in Porzingis was gonna be his running mate, and that failed miserably. Um, but I have to push here, Z. I just I don't know. I I I I'm I'm only I only think it helps Dallas because they have Jason Kidd as their coach and Kyrie is playing for a contract. So that could help. But if they run up against the Bucks, are they gonna be able to beat the Bucks? If they run up against Denver, are they gonna be able to beat Denver? Like I just I really don't know. Um this but, guy wouldn't listen to Steve Nash. He's going to listen to Jason Kidd? I mean, he's going to listen to anybody, but he's playing for a contract. I mean, even the last 10 games he played for the Nets, he played great. He's been playing really, really well when he plays. But this whole idea that he's playing victim, it's just like, dude, you opted into this. Remember? You sought out a trade. Nobody wanted you. Nobody wanted to pay you. So you opted back in. And you're going to say you were disrespected? They paid you more than any other team was going to pay you. So... Uh, I don't know where it all went wrong there. I don't. I don't think anybody can troll him. Mark Cuban might think he can, but then Mike Mark Cuban might be just looking at this as a rental, right? What did he really give up? He didn't give up much to get him, you know. So we'll see. We definitely will see. But you know what? The mo- you want to talk about the the moment it went south when the ink dried on the contract. There was absolutely no reason for them. The Nets were building something strong, right? Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, Rody Kurutz, you had guys on this team. Were they flashy? No. Were they superstars? No. But were they gelling as a team? Yes. Could they compete with this with the league? Yes. And then they blew it up to go star hunting. In other words, they went full Nick. And you never go full Nick. <laughs> they went full Nick. Kyrie Irving. I mean, the best way to describe it, he's mercurial. He does what he wants, when he wants, and consequences be damned, your team be damned, because it's about him. And I was watching a video on Instagram, it came up, where the braggadocia of Kyrie Irving, you know, he went up to Kobe and said, you'd have to defend me, you can't guard me. And this is, you know, fresh out of, you know, fresh out of Duke. And what happened? Kobe shut his ass down. It's a little bit of humble pie that Kyrie Irving has not gotten in a very long time. He has been catered to. He's been told how great he is. He believes how great he is. And as a basketball player, from a talent standpoint, he's very good. He's very good. But when you take the other stuff into account, it's impossible to root for it is impossible to root for this guy. He he is the Aaron Rodgers of basketball. Supremely talented. Complete and total complete and total bad teammate. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. As as Mike Singletary once said about Vernon Davis, who turned his career around. Like maybe Kyrie Irving's only 30, 31. So he's got time to turn his life around. He's got time to turn his career around. Because teams talk. Teams see these things, right? Your actions are not in a vacuum. 
why? I mean, yeah, but everybody's got this. Uh, they're egotistic because they think they can change him, and they think they can write him. They all do. They all think that. Well, that is an asinine thought because how many teams is he gonna go? How many teams is he gonna go to? Is it asinine or is it hope? Right? It's, it's asinine because, because in the Brooklyn situation, it was hope. We hope this works. Mark Cuban's situation is is like. I, he probably thinks he can control him. LeBron wanted him to the Lakers because he figured he can control it. Everybody thinks they can. Boston, they they thought, oh, he wants to play here and he's going to re-sign here. This is great. The, <laughs> they were quickly, well, what? There was one man that could control him, and it was LeBron James. Why? Because he took the ball and he told Kyrie to go stand in the corner. I got this. Go over there. Leave me alone. That's that's why it was effective. That's why he was successful. Because LeBron was better than him. And LeBron might still be better than him. Kyrie Irving is going to is going to work or not work his way out of this league. As talented as he is, owners are not gonna keep shelling out hundreds of millions of dollars for a guy who's not gonna play all the time, who's gonna play on his schedule. You know, it's one thing, it's load management. This isn't load management. This isn't Kawhi Leonard. This isn't a guy who had reconstructive knee surgery. This is a guy who's just like, oh, I'm going to a birthday party. See you later. What? <laughs> hey, yeah, hello? Like, if we did that, if we just, we have a finite number of personal days in our jobs, right? If we were just like, eh, whatever, and we, we run out of personal days, eventually our pay gets docked. Like, that's how the real world works. And sometimes I feel like this guy has no idea how the real world works because he's been told he's been special since, you know, what, infancy? And I don't know. I, I think at some point it's it's going to come crashing down on him, and this might be it. They still only play basketball with one ball, right? As far as I know. As far as I know, they, they haven't instituted a new two-ball rule. The moment that Luca is ball dominant, is he gonna start pouting? Is he gonna start getting pissy? I I absolutely see that because he's done it every place he's been. He's bitched, he's whined, he's cried, he's moaned everywhere he's been. And then he's lied to the fans. He lied to management. I'll be here. I plan on being here. That's a business move. That's purely a business move. This, also a business move, because he knew the Nets weren't going to sign him again. But it's risky. It is very risky, because as supremely talented as he is, right? You're looking at, he's averages for a career, 23, 4, and 6. It's good. It's very good. At some point, he's the juice is not going to become, it's not going to be worth the squeeze. For all the things off the court. Eventually, it tips the scales. Speaking of tipping the scales, with the departure of Kyrie Irving and the departure of James Harden and the addition of Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant is kind of stuck in Brooklyn. At least for right now. He had a meeting with owner Joe Sy about his future with the franchise 
and there are rumors swirling that he might end up in Phoenix. It was one that uh, that this one was funny that he somehow end up in Boston. Uh, that would never happen. Like I don't know how the hell you would do that in the middle of a in the middle of a, a playoff run. But uh, what do you think Kevin Durant is thinking right now? And uh, who should be ringing the Nets? You know, my answer is going to surprise you. I, I really don't think Kevin Durant cares. Mm. He also asked for a trade this summer that didn't work because nobody wanted nobody wanted to pay the price tag to get him on their team. You know, there's going to be a thirty for thirty on the Brooklyn Nets. It should be called waste of time. I mean, if Kevin Durant cared about winning, he would have stayed with the Warriors, right? Mm. If he wanted to be a leader or, or you know have a legacy like LeBron has, he would have stayed in OKC. Kevin Durant is a very good basketball player, like Dominique Wilkins, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Anthony Hardaway. <clears throat> his legacy will be that he his legacy will be tied to the the mess that happened in Brooklyn, whether he likes it or not. No, it's, that is fair. It's actually absolute... maybe the Warriors. They know they like him, but. I know. I saw the rumors about Boston too. I don't don't be so quick to turn that down, Z. That could that could happen. I mean, if you're Boston, why wouldn't you? If you're Boston, why wouldn't you, Z? Why wouldn't you go get Kevin Durant to play with Jason Tatum? I'm not saying I wouldn't do it from a Boston standpoint. I wouldn't do it from a Brooklyn standpoint because I'm from a Brooklyn. St- if from a Brooklyn standpoint, you're moving on. You got a guy on your team right now that doesn't want to be there. All the people that he brought there are gone. He's playing with Ben Simmons right now. It depends on what I get back. Now, here's why I like the Warriors idea. I can get, right, Wiggins, Wiseman, Kaminga. That's not bad. Or Wiggins, Wiseman, and some picks. Or Wiggins, Kaminga, and some picks. Like oh, I can, God, yeah, yeah, I got better sure. assets. I have better sure. assets coming my way. Like, sure. And that's a shot in the arm right there. That, that's a major shot in the arm for the, the Warriors. Could, the other thing you could do is call the Knicks. <laughs> call the Knicks. Because you know what? The Knicks are going to give you picks. Mm-hmm. Because the Knicks are good. They're good. They got a good coach, too. They're a player or two away. That's how good the Knicks are. Which is very surprising, you know, because we like to we like to dog the Knicks. We definitely like to dog the Knicks. Just, I mean, just what have they done to deserve to not deserve the dogging? So now that the now that the the uh, the Nets are he doesn't want to go there. He doesn't no. want to go there. He wants to go to Phoenix. Phoenix is one of the places he's willing to go. Miami's one of the places he's willing to go. Golden State's an area he's also willing to go. I don't know if he's willing to go to Boston. I don't think he's indicated that. I always said he should go to Portland and play with Dame Lillard. That, that to me sounds amazing. See yeah. But what is, what am I getting back if I'm Brooklyn? Yes, I understand. Picks. I understand you peace of mind. I understand peace of mind. But you need you know. picks. If you're if you're Brooklyn, you got to be like Oklahoma City Thunder. I want picks. Picks, 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 picks. I don't want players. I don't need players. We ain't gonna win. Doesn't matter. We ain't winning with this team. I need picks. I need the future. Yeah, I mean, but that's the funny thing about that's the funny thing about this. 
the positioning of this, the Nets are in fifth. The Nets are a five seed. Like right now, they would be a visitor, but they would play the Cavs in the first round. Like <laughs> that, that's the thing. We're, we're talking about the demise and blowing up a team that is in playoff contention. This is insane. This is what this this happening before our eyes. This is going to be the more intriguing portion of the thirty for thirty, right? But <laughs> like, I'm with you. This is going to happen. We are. It, it is going to happen. It's only a matter of time. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto. We really care about what's under your hood. Another loser of the Kyrie Irving sweepstakes, maybe, we'll see, only time will tell, were the Lakers. We already talked about them, we're going to talk about them again. Apparently, they did make a strong proposal. Sean Marks said no. And apparently, Joe Sy was adamantly against putting this together so that Kyrie got what he wanted. LeBron blames himself. Laker Nation blames Rob Palenka. The Brooklyn Nets, they're just happy they got rid of Kyrie Irving. So who is to blame for this debacle in La La Land? I'm blaming Palenka. You're the Lakers, man. You got to find a way to get this deal done. Promise to make donations to this guy's charity. Like, you got to figure it out. I mean, bringing back D'Angelo Russell, that's not the answer, man. He's been there before. You treated him away. You know, they'll be out in the second or the third round of the playoffs with this dude. You know, they, this is a big failure, and it all falls on Rob. It falls on him for putting this team together, too. I mean, that's the other part. And he's not making it better. At what point do we see how he squandered these years with LeBron James and, and, and Street Clubs? You know? Like, at what point do we point the finger at him? Like, Russell Westbrook. That was your big move. That was your big idea. The nail in the coffin was getting Anthony Davis. It was. Who went back to New Orleans in that trade? Fuzma. Art. Ingram. Ball. (laughs) You gutted a core. You gutted your core. For what? Street clothes. You gutted your core for a guy who doesn't play. They did win one championship. Yeah. And so was it worth one championship? No, no, because they could have had sustained, sustained. It's like when the Yankees uh, they paid CC Sabathia and Mark Teixeira all that money, and they won one championship. Was it worth it? Yankee fans will say yes. Yeah. Laker fans, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they think about their team. Maybe that's something we need to put up on our Twitter poll at Fade Route DNZ. But I don't know how they feel about this because, you know. The Yankees and Lakers, like, they are, you know, they are the echelons of their sport. Yankee fans, you know, they are very much in that Derek Jeter mantra. It's either World Series or nothing. World Series or failure. I don't know how the Laker fan views this. Because of the underlying glitz and glamour and, you know, the the atmosphere that being a Laker fan 
creates. But I would rather have those guys on this squad competing than having Anthony Davis sitting there with his head in his hands watching LeBron single-handedly carry this team. Like, other, you know, you brought in Lonnie Walker. You brought in Patrick Beverly. You brought in Russell Westbrook just to get rid of him. You brought D'Angelo Russell back. You brought in Dennis Schroeder. Like, this is, these are not championship moves. You need a core. It's not just going to be Shaq and Kobe. It's not just going to be, you know, it's not going to be Magic and Kareem. It's not going to be Magic and Warby. But you need to have a core of talent around you. And you need depth. Depth wins championships. Is Rui Hashimura, is that an answer? I don't know. He's been buried in Washington. I, I don't know if he's any good. I can't, I mean, I can't assess that. Lonnie Walker. Is Lonnie Walker any good? He didn't do anything of note in San Antonio. So, this falls on Palenka. But a lot of, uh, some of it, some of that blowback goes on LeBron. Because who's orchestrating some of these moves? Who's really the puppet master? Who's going into the GM's office like, dude, you got to get me some help? Or, oh, I'll play. I want to play with Ross. Make that happen. I, I, there's an architect here. There's definitely an architect. And <clears throat> LeBron James needs to have some culpability in that. Because this is his move, right? They strip down the franchise to get him his guys, and then he leaves. And the, the organization is holding the bag. He is the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> He's the Hulk Hogan of the NBA. Right? In 1994, WCW, riding high. Things are doing great. They bring in Hogan, and then they bring in Beefcake, and they bring in Duggan, and they bring in the Nasty Boys, and they bring in Jimmy Hart, and the ratings start to go down. And the ratings start to go down. And next thing you know, they're out of business in the year 2000. What you gonna do, brother? What you gonna do? Speaking of what you're gonna do, Zion Williamson has been out for over a month. And the Pelicans are 3-12 and 12 since his departure. Is Zion that good? Or are the Pels that bad? Man, I just don't know what happened to them. Brandon Ingram, like, reminds me a lot of, like, a weaker Jason Tatum. Like, they have, like, a similar game. And I just expected him to be so much better. He's averaging over 20 points a game, but, God, guys, why are you losing? And then McCollum turned out to be a huge pickup because he's averaging over 20 points a game. You're getting uh, 10 rebounds a game by Valanciunas, which is what he's been there for. He's their rebound leader. Larry Nance getting great time off the bench. I don't know. Maybe this is a coaching thing. I mean, they think they're still above 500, so um, Zion's going to be out through the All-Star break with his hamstring hamstring injury. So you got to hope that when he comes back, he can turn it around. But geez, I mean, I know the guy was the first overall pick, but is he that good that he's going to, that he's worth that many wins? I guess his war is out of control. I mean, he's got to be. I mean, if the season ended today, the Pelicans, the Warriors, Pelicans, T-Wolves, and Jazz would all be in that play-in tournament. So they are one win behind the Pel- behind the Warriors to be in the seventh spot. 
So I gotta say, like it's it's definitely it's gotta be a little bit of a coaching issue because it has to be right. Yeah, you have players like you mentioned McCollum, you mentioned Ingram, you mentioned you, you mentioned Larry Nance. You have Valanchunas, who's very good. But for one guy to dominate so much that, you know, he's that. It, it's akin to John Morant, right? When John Morant was out and Memphis went in the toilet. No, I mean, they played well without Ja, if you remember. That's they were, true. They were, they had a incredible they were like 20 and 2 or something like that they had a really good record without him that just goes to show you their coach was really good mm, Willie Green so I, I don't know I, I really don't know if if they're running the ball through Zion too much if it's just an if it's overemphasizing interior play I don't know but right. it's nice that Zion was able to make it you know, they're trying to, you know, make him come back, but I just don't know if he really fits in this long term, and if he's going to be the guy, you know, like, he's, he is supremely talented, he absolutely is, but he's a very physical player in a league that doesn't really... Like very few and far between play as physical as he does, right? You're looking at Giannis. He plays bully ball, but, you know, Zion's going to want to throw down. Like, he needs to develop more than that. This year, he's having a great year, you know, and, but only in 29 games. That's a problem. Like, it's getting into street clothes territory. It, and that's starting to be a problem. Now, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and he needs to. I don't know if he needs to slim down or trim up or whatever he needs to do, but it's but not. I mean, before before he went out, we were talking about him for a possible MVP candidate. Remember? Yeah, he was a dark horse. He was a dark horse candidate, but it's one of those things that. His hammy's gonna go south, and if his hammy goes south, he relies on it so much to generate the necessary force to throw down. That'll pop, no problem. It'll it'll pop in no time. So I really don't know what the I really don't know what uh, is happening there. But the good thing is that tomorrow is the trade deadline, so they could possibly like bolster their roster like they still have a little bit of time and you know they're going to be in the mix for fighting for a playoff spot I mean this is going to be dicey you have Warriors, Pelicans T-Wolves, Jazz, those are the ones we're in right now the Thunder and the Blazers are both right on the cusp I don't know what the Blazers are doing because they just traded Josh Hart to the Knicks for Cam Reddish. So I don't know if they're going forward or not because I, I don't know. Good for Cam Reddish. Good for him. Let him go somewhere and get some burn. He's going to get some playing time. Like, you know, he's definitely going to get some playing time. But um, I, I just don't know if when it's all said and done, they may be very well on the outside looking in, especially if they keep trending in this direction. Mm-hmm.
step outside of your safe area and make a statement without saying much with FCK Clout Lifestyle Apparel. Embrace the colorful chaos and stay emotionally regulated in their hoodies, snapbacks, graphic tees, accessories, and more. Season 3 merch is up now. Get it while you can. Go to fckclout.com and get all of your needs from men and women. That's fckclout.com. More or less? All right, boys and girls, here's how it goes. We have a statement, and it's either more or less likely that it's going to happen. More or less likely, you will watch the NFL skills competition in Pro Bowl next year. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to say more likely. I, I, I found myself really enjoying the flag football game. There was just less pressure. Um... You saw people making catches that you would be surprised that they were making. One, only one person got hurt. <laughs> uh, I had fun. I really did like it. And the skills competition was fun. Dodgeball thing. The only thing I didn't like was the catch. I don't really. That was kind of stupid. The different ways they were catching the ball, showing off how they catch the ball. But all in all, it was a cool weekend. Everybody looked like they were having fun. They were having fun. And there was a serious element to it, but it, it was fun. I'm going to go more likely as well. I do want to echo the best catch. Like, Amon Ross St. Brown, that was that was fun, I guess. He got his brother involved. It was a nice family moment. And, uh, yeah, like, it just, it was the dunk contest. The dunk contest is boring. So, I, I agree that that's got to go. But some of these things are actually really interesting. Like... The BMX moving the chains, like that was great. That was fun. That was really awesome. You know, you got to see Quinn and Williams and you know Big Dex doing their thing. You know, the AFC just smoked the NFC. (laughs) Those the big boys were just the big boys were just not up to snuff for the NFC. It was amazing to me. And who knew Tyler Huntley was so accurate and Derek Carr was so accurate. Derek Carr made the whole thing with his comment to Ryan Clark. Like that would that made the whole event. But even the flag football was pretty good. But it needs to be tweaked. Some some of the events need to be fixed. I, I don't I don't like I, I did not like the the best catch. I didn't I thought it was confusing that somewhere on Thursday, like I thought, oh the Pro Bowl's on Thursday. Oh yeah, no, it's I on got, Sunday. Yeah. I got confused too. Agreed. Yeah. So, if you have it on a weekend, do it on a weekend. Like, I, you don't need to have it on Thursday. You can you can have a weekend, and and it's fine. Um, I don't. I want to see more like interesting stuff. You know, I want to see a match race. I want to see like the NHL has fastest skater. I want to see these guys in a match race. I want to see who the fastest guy is. Make them do combine drills. Like, make them redo the combine. Make them redo the 40. Who's got the fastest 40 right now? Like, that would be cool. I'd be interested in that. Because then, you know, because they put they put their money where their mouth is. And they're really establishing, like, who's the best. And who is, you know, 
the most talented. And as far as the flag football goes, like I remember Robert Edwards. Thankfully, it wasn't on a beach, but I remember he popped his he popped his leg. He was never the same again. He was done in the NFL. So part of me is worried at all times. Anytime a professional athlete is doing stuff that is kind of outside the scope of their specific job. So Saquon getting drilled in the face by a dodgeball, like that did not uh, that didn't sit too kindly with me. Watching him duck duck, what was it duck dodge dip dive and dodge whatever it is, like, that's it. Yeah, whatever it is, and then try like cringing, hoping he doesn't blow out a hamstring, like that just you know that takes the enjoyment out of it for me. But like once we got rolling, and and I'm the one who tweeted out. Like, what are we watching here? Like, that was my tweet. And then by the end, it was kind of good. It was weird, but good. Like, fish and cheese is weird, but good. Like, that's kind of where we were by the end of the Pro Bowl games. And the Mannings took it seriously. Like, it wasn't a joke. The, the, the players were taking it seriously. I mean, Jalen Ramsey hit somebody. Like, when was the last time Jalen Ramsey tackled somebody? <laughs> He waited for a non-contact game to level somebody. So good for you, Jalen. But I'd be down to watch that again. You know, provided that guys don't start. I mean, can you imagine if they weren't down to their eighth and ninth string choices? Could you imagine if Josh Allen was competing in this instead of over at Pebble? Or if Aaron Rodgers was there instead of being at the Pebble Pro Am, which he won. Thing. Like, what's Tyreek Huntley? What's Ty? What's Huntley doing there, man? He threw two touchdown passes all season, man. Hmm? What's Huntley doing there? He threw twice as many as Christian McCaffrey, and he doesn't. And Christian McCaffrey's not a quarterback. But how does Mike White not get there? How does Joe Flacco not get there? Come on now, like it's a little absurd. But there has to be some kind of enticement to get these guys to, to opt in. So there's some there tweaks need to be done, but it was entertaining. It's like bravo NFL. You're on the right track. More or less likely. Number two, the saints will trade for Derek Carr. Jeez. I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. Why not? More likely. Why not? I mean, you got nothing. You got nothing going on there, but is he that much? Is he that much better than Jameis Winston? That's what I'm trying to find out. Like, how come Jameis Winston's not going to get a job? Wait, like, he looked good last time he played, and then he got hurt, and then we never heard from him again. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't understand so Dennis Allen. I really don't understand that move. I mean, all of the three guys, I would say you go with Jameis Winston. Like, he is the more he has the more arm talent. But if you're looking at, I mean, just if you look at the numbers, you stick with what you got. I mean, Andy Dalton, Andrew Dalton, is better than Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Andrew Dalton is better than he's Derek won Carr. He's a playoff game, I was, right? Maybe. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, he should have won at least one. And the last time Dennis Allen and Derek Carr or head coach and starting quarterback. They were one of the worst teams in NFL history. <laughs> Bereft of talent, thanks to the GM, and Carr was getting murdered. So, like, 
I say you stick pat, you stand pat here. If you believe, if you believe in Andrew Dalton, make him your guy. If you believe that James Winston deserves another shot and you want to bring him in, go for it. I don't see the upside in Derek Carr. I really don't. That see just him. tips their hand, though. It makes you realize that they're they're not going to draft a quarterback. Yeah. They're in the market. No, absolutely not. And I mean, we'll we'll see what what happens here, but. The Saints continue to fall. The Saints continue to fall, and now they're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. And it's it's amazing to me that this is what they're thinking. This is their stopgap. This is how they want to bridge to the future. But mm, it, it just doesn't... Uh, it's not really looking that great in New Orleans, but... It might just be a smoke screen. They'll turn around and, you know, blow, t- you know, take what they got for Sean Payton and trade it for Aaron Rodgers. So, who knows? Who knows? Like that, that would actually be intriguing. Michael Thomas might actually play for that. Oh, my toe, tape it up. All right. I got nine more. Yeah, where's that guy going to play next year? <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> he can't. He can't. Where's Alvin Kamara going to play? You figure he wants out. Yeah, but I don't know. That that seems to be the theme with New Orleans. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We locked into Drew Brees last time because Nick Saban's an idiot. So, watch this space. More or less, number three, Kyrie Irving will last longer in Dallas than Jason Kidd. Less likely. Uh, Just because I... Jason Kidd started his career in Dallas. I do think Mark likes him a lot. And he, and Jason Kidd's actually a really good coach. So I don't think Mark Cuban would choose Kyrie Irving over Jason Kidd. And I don't think he would choose Kyrie Irving over Luka Doncic. So I'm going to say uh, less likely. I'm with you because realistically it's not about Jason Kidd versus Kyrie Irving. It's Kyrie Irving versus Luka Doncic. You have the guy who's here on a tryout and you have the guy who's the future of your team. And you listen to Luka. If Luka doesn't want this guy here, Luka's gone. The same, the, the, the Kyrie's gone. The same way that if Luka doesn't want Jason Kidd here, all he has to do is tell Mark Cuban. I don't. I don't like this. It, I don't fact, like this guy. I don't like it. I don't know. Let, let, let's do something else. I, I'm not. I'm not really feeling this right now, Mark. Like can, if, on the shark. If we're on Shark Tank, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put a bid in here. But yeah, no. This is. You have to. You have to consider this from the perspective of the best player. And if he likes Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd's going to stay there. And Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd, the revolution. And you know what? He's been around the block, right? He's kind of plied his craft, and he's finally, like, settled into a good spot after he, like, maneuvered his way to Milwaukee. And he was then, good for like, Milwaukee, though. He was good there. He wasn't that great in New York, but he was good in Milwaukee. 
Well, he wasn't that great in New York. I mean, and 44 he was good. and 38. I think he spent time with the Lakers too, didn't he? He was an assistant coach. Yeah, yeah. You know, too. he's proving to be a solid head coach. He's proven to be a pretty darn good head coach. But it's one of those things that the beginning of the career was kind of like murky. Because it's like, what the hell is this guy doing? You know, oh, your buddy's the GM, so now you want to go coach in, in Milwaukee. Like, it, it was just kind of weird. But, you know, maneuverings aside, Jason Kidd is proving himself. And I think Dallas is better suited with the, the coach and G, the coach and player pair and figure out players to put around this guy. Like, it wasn't Porzingis. It's not going to be Kyrie Irving. Luca is ball dominant. You need to figure out somebody who's going to benefit him in the long run. You can't help but smile when you see a balloon. The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Popstars, located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events. Birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school and corporate events, store openings, or just because. Westchester Popstars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. No event is too big or too small, and their custom personalization service is top notch. Westchester Popstars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In-person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. Currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester Popstars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, or Google. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. All right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. Here's how it goes. We put up a poll on our Twitter account at FadeRoutDNZ. And you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of said vote gets the coveted-ass trophy and... A spot on this here podcast. And do you know who took home the coveted ass trophy last week, D? They don't. The Empire State Building. The first ever inanimate object to win our inanimate object. Congratulations, guys. Who are you gonna put up this week? Maybe a little red, white, and green. No, or... they said they said that if Philly wins, they will put the lights up again. They are uh, oh, the Empire State Building is a worldwide landmark, not just representing New York City. Well, be ready for backlash, cause it's coming. Be ready for backlash. Go, go, Chiefs! But that was last week. This is this week. Who you got, D? First up, I know he's on your list too, cause he's on mine. Your boy Kyrie Irving. The idea that you feel like you were disrespected while you were in Brooklyn is a joke. They were the only team that wanted you and offered you money. Oh, 
And by the way, you opt in in June. You opted into the contract in June. You wanted to play here. You wanted to stay here. You could have left. So Kyrie Irving, do better, man. Just do better. And number two, Roger Goodell. He hasn't been on this in a while. Yeah. When asked about officiating the NFL, you said it's never been better. <laughs> Roger, you sound like a politician. He went on to say that officials are not perfect. And officiating will never be perfect. Well, Roger, which is it? Is it it's never been better or it's never going to be perfect? I think the right answer here would have been we are doing our best, but and we try to limit our mistakes as much as possible during a 60-minute game. Roger Goodell, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Do better, man. Just do better. And last and certainly not least, Arian Foster who last week suggested the NFL season is scripted. On Twitter, he claimed that in the beginning of the year, all the players are given a script to follow. Uh, I would say do better, just do better, but instead I'm going to say don't do drugs. (laughs) Z, what do you got? Well, let's start with Duke women's basketball. Like, that was a little out there. That really weird. It's a very strange story that they were playing Florida State and nobody noticed that they were playing with a men's basketball. Now, the difference is one inch in circumference and two ounces. Now, two ounces, whatever, like that's negligible. You probably can't tell. But a ball is an inch smaller all the way around. You tend to notice these things. Not only did the players bitch about it. They bitched about it to Kara Lawson. Kara Lawson bitched to the refs. Eventually, they changed it, but it didn't help their shooting regardless. They still lost, but it's a bad look for the NCAA. It's a bad look for Duke because how are you, as players, not telling the ref, right? As Kara Lawson, how are you not working the ref at that point? You need to, you need to work, be more vociferous. You need to be like more adamant about this. Like this is fucked up. Like you're, you're <laughs> fucking us up here. Like this, this is wrong. Men's ball, women's ball. Wrong thing, right thing. Rectify this. I mean, how is Duke not playing this game under protest? I, mean, I, I don't know how that's right. But, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the response there, right? Yeah. If they're not changing it, play it under protest. But Duke Duke Women's Basketball, you were my alleged superstar of the week. Anthony Davis. Just watching LeBron with street a puss clothes. on your face. Street clothes. Street clothes. As LeBron set the record, you have a puss on your face sitting on the bench. Sitting on the bench watching while your teammate is making history. Not good. Not good. It looks bad. But then again, it always looks bad because you're you're never playing. Anthony Davis, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last but not least, Manchester City FC. The Premier League Football Club. Oh, my God. They are charged with over 
100 breaches of financial rules from 2009 to 2018, calling into a que- calling into question the league championship that they won, the high-profile signings that they've made, and it's just a bad look. There's talk of forfeiting wins. There's talk of relegation. Pep Guardiola, their uh, manager, has said if he finds that they were lying, if ownership is lying, he's going to walk. So you're going to lose the best coach or one of the best coaches in all of soccer because you wanted to kind of skirt the rules financially. It's a bad look. It is an absolute bad look. And I just want to know, because they're a member of City Football Group and NYCFC, they're members of City Football Group as well. How is this blowback going to fall on teams like NYCFC or Corona FC or other members of the City Football Group? Because they're going to come after the group. They're not just once they see this widespread corruption, they're going to come after the entire group, not just the <laughs> one team. So they're going to start doing some deep dives. Hopefully, your house is in order. Man City FC, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And a bonus, a bonus one. It's just weird more than anything. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going into a darkness retreat before making his decision on what he's going to do. So he's going to go sit in the house for a few days with no light. There's a little slot for food. Right? The tray goes in, the tray goes out. But that's about it. He's going to be alone with his thoughts in the dark. We call that solitary confinement, Aaron. So, you're having a nice little prison trip? Is that what you're saying here? And then you'll make your decision on where you're going to play next year? A little weird. It's a little weird. Aaron Rodgers, you are honorary mention, an honorable mention for Alleged Superstar of the Week. I think we've said our piece, folks. Go to our Twitter page at FadeRouteDNZ and vote. And vote and vote and vote. And for our nominees... Just do better, boys. Just do better. This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast on Wednesday night on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast. So until next time, stay faded, everyone. Time for us to run the go route, but we'll talk to you this Friday for our Super Bowl special. We got some guests lined up. We got a good time planned. Be sure to be there. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.